0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks Podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host Mike Walterslaw, my co-host Eddie Richard, and we have a Halloween special show for you uh, this time around, and we're happy to announce that it is over the losing streak is done. The Ducks finally won a game after losing seven in a row. I was a little nervous before doing this show because uh, we were going to have to talk about a bunch of losses. But uh, Eddie and I went to the game. They um, ended up beating Toronto dramatically in overtime. There's a lot of stuff we got to get to. Uh, just initial reaction, Eddie, uh, from uh, you know last night's crazy win.
1: Oh, uh, like I told you this morning when I texted you, I feel like Columbus Blue Jackets power play. I felt like complete shit this morning, but you know what? It was worth it. I had a great time. That it was just—it's uh, a night that I needed out. Mike, seeing you too was—I haven't seen you in a while. It was just cool. Like you're, you're my brother, and we just instantly connect. We had that bond. Um, from when I got to your house to when I left, it was just perfect. It, the whole night was perfect. Like win or lose, I was still happy to be there at the game. So I appreciate you inviting me. I didn't really appreciate spending $18 on a beer. I'm going to keep crying and bitching about that, but I bought a few of them, but I mean, that was like a great game. I'm glad Z stepped up and, and took charge and got to win for us. It's good to to leave that arena with the with the W and me sitting in the Uber. And you know what sucks too? I there was a, an accident that happened on the 57, so I was like it was a dead stop. So I'm over here just Almost dying in the Uber, about to throw up, but you know what, it's all worth it to watch the Ducks win, so that was, I was, it was a perfect night, I, it was, I can't complain.
0: Yeah, it was a crazy night, uh, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of things to cover, I uh, almost knocked myself out uh, in excitement over the win, and we'll get to that in a second, <laughs> but we'll do the show a little bit differently this time, so we'll talk about that Toronto game first, and then kind of go back and talk about the, the other couple games, uh, you know, in between the last two podcasts. Then we'll talk about the Ducks. There's a bunch of you know, injury news and roster moves and all that. A lot of your fan questions we'll get to. We'll talk about you know, if the Ducks should make a trade. And then we'll also finish off with a couple other things going on around the league as well. So, so plenty of stuff to get to. But like I said, we'll, we'll change it up this time. We'll go a little bit out of order. We'll talk about this Toronto game. Uh, crazy, crazy game. Uh, you know, Eddie and I, yeah, we, we went and you were right. Getting getting the drinks was uh, It was crazy. We we got a Bud Light Seltzers, which I don't know if that counts as a beer or not, because that, that's what a lot of you were commenting on social media during the game, whether or not that's a real beer or not. But regardless, it's 18 bucks. And if you haven't been to a game yet this year, they've kind of changed some things up. It's kind of interesting. They actually have a device that you put like your items on it and it scans it was a trip. So Eddie and I bought some hot dogs and, and pizza and, and and the beers or whatever, and you put them on this platform and and there's still an employee there, but it, it was a trip because it reads uh, the the picture somehow reads all the items and comes up with the price and everything. I, I thought that to me was a trip, Eddie.
1: Yeah, I was so amazed. It's like artificial intelligence or whatever, it's like it was just crazy to me. The price for the food and the beers wasn't cool. Like it was like a hundred and two bucks. I was like, holy crap. I would suggest too, don't buy the beef brisket. It was dry, it was terrible. it wasn't it wasn't good at all uh if i was at a restaurant i probably would have sent it back so if you guys are going to get food at hana center which i'm I'm not a fan of the food at hana center i couldn't eat the food trucks i'm not uh i I don't like hispanic food i know i'm like the world's worst like half hispanic so i had to eat inside the hot dog was pretty good but the beef brisket was bad but that technology is pretty cool you just put your stuff down it makes it run real smooth it's fast the people there were really helpful and nice and polite, so they helped us through the process. It was pretty cool. I was just a little amazed. And like I said, $18 beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah the, Mike, too, you know yeah. what? A seltzer is a beer. It's like 5%. I had, what, the, the White Claw 8% ones that knocked me out on Friday. Yeah, it, it does the trick. So, And it's lower in calories, so I have to keep that weight off.
0: Oh, I, I feel you. L- less carbs, less sugar for sure. So, I, I'm all with it. I, I'm mad enough to drink it. I don't care. I love and White
1: I, Claw. I'm drinking a White Claw Black Cherry right now, so it tastes delicious.
0: And I have a, a, a Truly Tropical Punch uh, seltzer that I'm drinking now. So, if y'all think I'm girly, then have at it. But if you drink one of these and mix it with vodka, then then you'll oh, know what like I'm talking it. about. Yeah, you'll... you'll yeah, you'll understand uh, what I'm talking about. Then it's a it's a great uh, mixed drink, I guess. But,
1: I, d- I drank that with you in Arizona. I got all lit and broke one of your glasses accidentally. If you remember that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, I forgot about that. Now that you brought it up, that's right. You you did. You broke a gl- not no not a big deal. It wasn't a special glass, but you're right. You, you did, and uh, oh man, that's pretty that's pretty funny. You're oh. right, but but if you do that, if you do the trulies. Uh, with vodka and you mix it, and you have a couple of those, man, you'll be set. Good times, good times.
1: times. It was fun though, last time, Mike. That was a really good experience. We had to go, we got to see Jen and her daughter too. That was good. Jen's really, really great person, nice, always full of energy and positivity. So it was good running into them and just seeing all the fans. I ran into guys I play hockey with. It just, I love the atmosphere. I love being at games. I love hockey. It was just. A, a great experience it was awesome and i'm glad i'm so glad they got the win so mike they want to know so if you guys want to start a gofundme to support me uh mike and myself going to road games to keep this uh, win streak going uh, so be it go ahead we're not going to object to it
0: <laughs> and, that, and we actually had a fan question from our buddy tom in england that talks about that I'll, I'll save it till the end but he jokes about us going on the road and you know being a good luck charm and, and we'll discuss it a little bit later in the show but yeah yeah the ducks are uh you know undefeated now when we're in attendance. <laughs> Only one game. So, hey, we'll take it for now. And, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to everybody, too, that's listening to this. Uh, At that game last night, the Ducks had lost seven in a row. And I wasn't really sure what kind of crowd we were going to get. And it actually was a pretty packed house. And everybody was going nuts, especially in the third period. And we'll get to the game right now with uh, with these crazy calls. Uh, The Ducks had to beat the Leafs and the refs in that game. But, uh, you know, Eddie, I I give the fans a lot of credit because I wasn't sure, you know. Having lost seven games in a row, like, what was the mood of the crowd going to be? And and they were rocking last night. I I mean, if you were there at the game, uh, you guys were killing it. So, I I mean, my hat's off to you.
1: Oh, yeah, the fans were great. Like, at first when we got there for warm-up, we got got there kind of early. It was kind of empty, so you're like, man, I wonder what the the crowd's going to be like. And all of a sudden, everyone just flooded in, and they were yelling, screaming. It's just it was like a roar i was like whoa this is a good crowd for a sunday like afternoon especially well afternoon ish five o'clock but especially with the ducks doing so bad it's just the fans were great it was amazing everyone's having a good time there was no drama you know what least fans too were good i was talking to a few of them when i was going out to buy beer or going to the restroom messing around talking to them talking about matthews it was a really really fun time and yeah, what a game to be at. My first game of this season, and just, I couldn't ask for a better one. It was completely awesome, and the fans made it worth it. I'm hugging the guy next to me when the Ducks score. I don't even know who the hell he is. I'm over here hugging him, like, yeah! It was just a, a really fun environment. So, that's, it's, man, you couldn't ask for a, a better night.
0: Yeah, you know what? I don't know if you remember, too. You were high fiving everybody on the oh, way out. Oh, yeah.
1: yes! <laughs> Oh yeah, so if you're saying that uh, uh, seltzers out of real beer, <laughs> it got me really drunk last night. So I guess it it did its job. But yeah, it was fun. Everyone was having a good time. Everyone left with smiles out. It was just, it was awesome. I'm, I'm high fiving Leafs fans too, like out of respect. We we all cheer for hockey. We're uh, we're a little tight knit community. So it's man, it was it was cool. You uh, you scared the crap out of me though, Mike. That, that was the only thing that was gonna downfall. Like, my heart dropped when I saw you drop.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I guess we'll talk about it now. I was going to talk about the game first, but screw it. Might as well talk about it now since you brought it up. The um, We were excited, Eddie and I, uh, after the game. And uh, let's just say I got really excited. And I may have jumped too high and like hit... The ceiling and fell down, and like some stuff happened. So, yeah, if, you, if you're familiar with Honda Center, some of the stairways when you go down, there's that little beam at the bottom right before the landing. Well, my dumbass uh, was like hopping down the stairs, which my better half tells me not to do, but you know what? I just do it anyways. And I was all happy that they had won. So, I clipped the like the bill of my hat on that, and uh, it landed flat on my back. And I'm totally fine. My, my back was a little bit sore, but. No broken bones, nothing. I, I think I got lucky because I, I landed on that, that middle landing in between the levels. But, man, I felt like such an idiot after that. I was like, oh, my God, what a dumb ass going out. So, just note to self, when you're going down the stairs, uh, you know, just just watch that little beam. I've noticed been there for years. I've always, like, known to avoid it. And, you know, after 20-plus years of going to the Duck Games, I finally clipped, clipped myself on it. But, but I was okay. I a big thud, but... I landed flat on my back, thank God, and uh, that's how excited I was, though, because we were going to walk out, and I was hopping down the stairs all excited, and then Eddie sees me go kaboom, and is like, oh, shit, and then I just sat there looking at the ceiling going, really? So so I'm fine, Uh, just a little sore uh, today, but uh, yeah, you know, I I got so excited about the ducks that I decided to try and knock myself out, Eddie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like so inebriated where I couldn't even react to even try to... Even, like, to stop your fall or anything, but shout out to that one fan, too. I, I don't know his name, but he came in and he offered his help when he saw Mike fall, so that was really cool. But, yeah, I mean, I guess you could jump if you're as short as me. I guess this is a short man's problem, only 5'8", so it's like, cool. I can jump and be cool. Mike, you're way taller than me, so when you jump, it's, you jump higher. But, yeah, that scared the crap out of me. And I heard that thump. I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? Like kind of froze and I helped you up. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad nothing, uh... It was nothing serious, but yeah, we're just both excited about the win. I, I, I couldn't, my adrenaline was up when I got home. I was like, you know what? I'm about to go to the dive bar down the street. I want to drink more. I want to have fun. I was like, nope. my mind, like, you yeah, know, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I drank enough, uh, enough already. I'm going to go to sleep, take my melatonin, and just kind of crash out, watch a movie. I watched that movie, Let's Be Cops. If you guys haven't seen the movie, it's so funny, especially when you're drinking, it's even more funnier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you're right, and that that'll happen too. Sometimes, you know, you you'll watch more stuff and and uh, you know have fun when you're a little bit buzzed up. But uh, yeah, we were super excited, and just so you all know, we didn't drive home. We're smart, oh, we're responsible. No. We, t- we you know we we yes, Eddie and I do like to to party hard, but Uber Lyft, please Uber Lyft on the way home. That's that's what we did. So just so you all know, we don't we don't get whenever we do that, we don't get that crazy like that. So
1: well, yeah. yeah. Well- I live in Laverne, too. If you guys don't know that, I live in the Laverne area. Uh, I took an Uber to Mike's house. Uber back. I know it was expensive. It wasn't that bad. Like thirty-five bucks, pretty much both ways. So I spent about seventy bucks on it. But you know, it's better than be irresponsible and drive. I'm not trying to lecture anyone, but just be smart about it. Like if you're gonna drink and have a good time, just it, it doesn't hurt to just call an Uber or Lyft or, or get some somewhere responsible. Like there's, I live down the street from a dive bar. Sometimes I'll just walk when the weather is like permitted. I just, I I don't, I don't drink and drive, you know, I just, I'll call an Uber wherever I can, it's just, it's safer, and you don't have to think about that, and I mean, I'm putting other people's uh, lives in jeopardy if I wanted to do that, but yeah, Uber, Lyft, you guys, way to go.
0: All right, now that, now that we've uh, like gone full circle on this, <laughs> we haven't even talked about the game. We'll get to the game. I, I mean, know. <laughs> What a wild one. Uh, it started out not so great for the Ducks. You had uh, Austin Matthews scoring on the power play right away. You did have Silverberg, who's been heating up a little bit lately. Uh, he got his third on the season. And then Toronto got another goal late in the, the end of the first period. So they were up 2-1, to one, and that held true through the second period. And then things looked bad in the third period because the Ducks gave up a shorthanded goal and they were down 3-1. to Then there was a questionable penalty shot as well that they were awarded. And the it looked like Gibson made the save or, or maybe the puck was shot a little bit high. But either way, they didn't score. It could have been 4-1 to at that point. Probably would have put the game away. They did not uh, convert, so they held the, the two-goal advantage. Ducks stormed back. You have Zegres with a nice uh, uh, backhand goal. You have Kulikov with a wraparound goal. Next thing you know, the game is tied. And then Vetrano scores, and we think it's the game winner. They review it in Toronto called goalie interference, and and it's taken away another questionable call. Uh, But luckily, the Ducks ended up winning, you know, not regulation, in overtime. Um, Zegers with the nice laser there, and they were able to pull it off, get two points in the losing streak, which was the bigger thing. But... What did you think about this game, Eddie? I mean, a lot of emotion. Obviously, the Ducks played much better in the second half. Third period, they could have been down and out. They came back and rallied what was awesome to see. But there were a lot of uh, questionable calls in here. There was also um, Grant, you know, was hauled down at the end of the second period. They didn't give him a penalty shot. But then you saw a similar play in Toronto gets a penalty shot. And then the goalie interference. uh, What did you think about all that? I mean, it, it felt like the Ducks had to battle the refs and the Leafs to win this one.
1: Yeah, I think the refs got pissed off because Honda Center is charging eighteen dollars per beer, and they're taking it <laughs> out on the team. But yeah, it was really a lot of questionable calls, and and Grant should have been awarded a penalty shot for that. So it was just it sucked. But the hockey gods spoke, and the hockey gods gave the Ducks a win. Uh, Kulikov's wrap around goal too. That was that was amazing. That was awesome. I just I lost my mind after that one. I'm really glad that um, that kind of stepped up. Like he's just. Like, oh, man, I'm so against giving young kids uh, that C, but the way his game has been played, the way he holds himself, and the way he really stepped up yesterday and took charge uh, of the situation and won the game for it, and his interview after that, it's just, I, I, this kid is just going up and up and up, he, he's he's really good, I, I love this kid, Um I think the Ducks uh, that that no goal call. I think that was BS. Uh, it went off to other defensemen's, uh skate and went in or something like that. It should it, sh- it should have been a goal. I I don't know what the hell the refs' problem is, and that's just getting annoying. Like it's just a c- constant thing with the referees is blowing games like this, and it's just not just happening with the Ducks. It's happening like all around the league. Like something has to change with that. Like, I I don't understand why. Like our commissioner is seeing this and letting this happen each and every season. It's just, it's it's kind of BS.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't like a lot of the calls. I, I mean, if the Grant one wasn't a penalty shot, you know, he, he got the penalty fine. But then uh, the one that Kerfoot had, it it shouldn't have been a penalty shot for him because he was able to get that shot off when, when he was hooked. But I, I thought it was interesting because uh, one of the guys for the athletic, uh, Cam Sheron, he brought this point up. During uh, the game that well the ducks might have wanted the penalty shot instead because the penalty kill has been so bad It's like all or nothing on the penalty shot. They don't get it Instead of the ducks being shorthanded for you know Up to at least two minutes unless they gave gave up another goal and they could have You know that could have happened They could have lost because the ducks penalty kill has been, been terrible and we'll talk about the special teams and what's going on Um when we get to the whole like team update with the stats and stuff uh, after we do the recaps, but they, uh, I thought that was an interesting take was, hey, maybe the Ducks did want the shootout and instead of being shorthanded again, because they did give up a power play goal in this one, and they gave up a shorthanded goal um, when they had the power play. So, I mean, the special teams have been, the Ducks have just been getting killed with that, but more so, I thought the uh, Vertano goal being called back was complete BS. Uh, we posted the overhead, which is great being at the game because we're able to get those little shots that, that the, the Ducks are able to provide, and... You can see in there, Henriks in the front battling it out. He doesn't push uh, the Toronto player into the goalie at all. He's standing there. I, I To me, there was zero goalie interference. It looked like the goalie who saw the screen, and he and he went down early uh, to protect down low. And then, obviously, the puck ricocheted off the skate and in. Uh, I, I thought it was a good goal, uh, and I thought it was really unfortunate. And uh, You know, what was funny, too, is you had gotten that, that puck before the game signed by and and we were going to give it away because, uh, you know, he was going to score a goal. And he had that goal. It was taken away. We're, we're still giving away, by the way. It's, it's on Twitter right now. We've been retweeting it. We'll announce the winner shortly. But uh, just a weird, weird third period. I, I thought there was a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong, could have gone bad. And the best part of it, though, was the Ducks fighting back. And like you talked about, Zegers took charge. He got that goal to get him back within 3-2. Um, to two, Then took that snipe in overtime. And, I mean, man, what... That that game and and obviously the first game against Seattle, man, uh, just some you know. I hope we get more games like this, Eddie.
1: Oh yeah, and Ziegler's had some guy on. I think it was Rasmus Sundin was on him, like on his grill. and He got that shot off and scored. It was just like, well, you saw the the pure excitement and joy from his face. Like finally, we got this win. Like the Ducks battled really hard. I I, I know we both ta- we both commented on how the game like, the first half was kind of boring. The Ducks just seemed like they were flat footed. They weren't playing. Well, of course, I'm talking crap about Austin Matthews only having two goals in the season. And he has to go and score the first goal. <laughs> and, like, Go figure. It's like right in my face. Um, but like I said like I said before, I'm really glad that Zegre stepped up. And you just see this kid's level of play just keep elevating. I mean, players are playing him harder than they were last season. And he keeps rising to the occasion, rising to the challenge. And he's getting better and better. He knows what to do. He's so smart with the puck. The way he moves, it just... Man, it's great! It's great that he stepped up. He's like—I think he leads the ducks in goals now. Correct, Mike? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. he
1: does. And he's just gonna uh-huh. only keep getting better and better. That, that kid's—we got a really gem on that on the draft. Um, you never know drafting these players, and I'm really glad we got him. I'm looking forward to meeting him sometime. I've been a little busy. A few times they had events, but yeah, he's—he's he's really good for the ducks, and I'm glad that we got him and. I want, uh, Terry's been kind of slowing down a little bit. Uh, he kind of cooled down, uh, but I, I expect him to start heating up too. He's top talent in the league. He's, he, he has that potential and he's going to be a superstar. He's just rising to that occasion. It's just, it's, it's, it's good. It, it sucks right now because the ducks are doing so bad, but I have so much hope and potential for this team. They're only really going to get better and better. I just want them to improve on those special team stats and improving everything and then I'll throw this out there. I think a coaching change is going to be needed sometime in the future. I don't think Akins will be the coach uh, uh, come after this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll I'll save that till later because we, we had more fan questions from you guys asking about that. But as far as you talked about uh, with the scoring, our I guess our scary stat for Halloween is uh, Zegris and Terry have 10 combined goals. Uh, like you mentioned, Zegres leads the team. He's got six. Terry's got four. But the scary part is the rest of the team combined only has 10 goals. That is not good for this team. Um, You know, you can't just rely on Terry and Zegers. It's like going back in time and relying on Solani and Korea in the Mighty Duck days. I mean, yeah, you could do that, but you're not going to win a lot of games, especially if you have them on the same line and the the other team shut them down. Um, You know, that's not going to help out either. So, you know, the other part, too, is talking about the lines that was kind of interesting. In this game and in the Vegas game... The Ducks went with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. And I know some of you asked questions about that. We might as well just talk about it now. But I really don't understand this whole logic of why they're doing that. Uh, people asked, I mean, I know the Ducks weren't doing as well on the shots on goal. And uh, maybe Akins wanted to have more fresh defensemen out there. I mean, it kind of helped out in the Vegas game because that's where Drysdale got uh, knocked out. And the Ducks had to go down to six defensemen in, in terms of having enough defenseman to play that game, even though obviously they lost for nothing in that one. But, you know, I, I don't really understand the logic, honestly. I mean, you, you've you had uh, Pavel, Regendo's been doing pretty well, but they weren't playing him. Uh, I don't know why you didn't want to throw him in the mix. Uh, I'm just puzzled. I, I really don't know why they went with the eleven seven lineup in these last two games, Eddie. Is there anything you can think of why they did? No, I don't know why teams do that. It just it throws off the balance of things you have... You
1: have seven defensemen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who his thinking is. I don't know what this constant change in the lineup. Regenda should have been playing. I don't know why they kept scratching him. The Ducks obviously need offensive help. He worked his ass off in camp. He made the roster. Um, you're not playing him. It's just I, for what? he he. I, I didn't see anything like the games I watched from his play that significantly like made the team worse. It's like, like why would you do that? Um, it's just weird with the coaching situation right now. I don't know if he's just getting desperate, his head's on the chopping block. But, I, man, it's just some questionable moves coming. I, I, it's, it makes me wonder if the Ducks are just tanking on purpose to get that first overall pick for a Bedard.
0: Yeah, and some of you asked that question too, which we'll get to uh, later in the show as well. I, I know you've you, you got to wonder what's going on. But, uh, yeah, leading up to this game, it was really rough. The Ducks had lost... Uh, to Detroit, Tampa Bay, and Vegas. These are the games um, that we're talking about that we didn't on the last show. You know, we we had gone through the first five games, if you didn't check it out um, on the last show. But this time we're going through games six through nine. And they continued the losing streak. You know, it was rough. They they played Detroit, uh, did not really have a good game in that one. Um, Again, special teams like you talked about. Detroit had five power plays. They scored on three of them. Uh, the Ducks had four power plays. They did not score at all, including a five-on-three chance that they had as well. Uh, there was also a situation where Gibson was was called for two penalties uh, on one sequence, uh, which ended up hurting the Ducks, and, and Detroit got a goal. But I didn't think he deserved two penalties, um, You know, maybe one. But I know that uh, post got a lot of attention on Twitter, a lot of people commenting about that. Um, it's just not a good game uh, against Detroit. I, I didn't like what I saw in that one. You know, just, just the special teams play killed them. They got outshot again, which was an issue. Though the Ducks had been doing better in their shots. You know, they outshot Vegas. They outshot Toronto. But uh, they continued that trend of being outshot uh, in Detroit. And then they played better in Tampa Bay and lost that game. Um, but w- what did you think uh, so far in the Detroit game? I, I mean, this one was a pretty rough one. I know Detroit's had our, our number, so to speak. But I, I really think in this one it was a special teams play that that sunk the Ducks
1: oh yeah it was it was bad uh you know what the credit to like the red wings they weren't supposed to be i guess that good but they have a lot of players that are stepping up and taking i guess that, that next step and becoming the players that they're projected to be so it's just you, you can't really give it that ducks were having a hard time already on the road and it just goes to show it's like if when you're down you're down and and detroit took advantage of that their players came ready to play the ducks didn't and, unfortunately, it just didn't work out for the Ducks. I mean, 5-1 was kind of bad, though. It's just like, man, come on, do something. I, I thought the Ducks would uh, make it more interesting. I thought it was going to be maybe a 3-2, 2-1 kind of game. But Detroit came ready to play. The Ducks didn't. That's 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 what it is. And Ducks got their uh, losing streak extended that time.
0: Yeah, and then they got it extended again. Uh, you know, they had Tampa Bay uh, that, that came to town. And the Ducks actually start off this one with with the lead. Zegras actually scored in the first period. And then uh, the Ducks had about 90 seconds of bad play. Tampa Bay got two goals, took a 2-1 lead. But Terry answered back, and it was 2-2 in the second. And it, it looked like this game might go to overtime. The Ducks actually played Tampa Bay pretty tight um, uh, in terms of the score. T- you know, the Lightning did have some chances to put the Ducks away. I know Stamkos had a chance to slam dunk a, a goal on the power play, and he missed. But the Ducks had an opportunity to at least get one point, um, despite kind of being outplayed on that puck possession. Uh, you know, 5-on-5, five five. Tampa Bay had some strong periods in there. But a late power play goal uh, pretty much put it out of reach for the Ducks, and then, you know, they got that really last-minute empty net goal, which doesn't really matter. But Ducks lost 4-2, to two, more, more so, I would say, 3-2. to two. And um, unfortunate, though, because it's kind of the same thing. They gave up a power play goal, and, and, and you and I have talked about this, Eddie, too, is uh, Zegras and Terry are the ones doing the scoring, but nobody else. And, I mean, you can't rely on that and, and try to go against you know a strong Tampa Bay team, even at home, and think you're going to get two points.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're cup champions for a reason. They have a lot of firepower on their roster. The They've been around. Uh, John Cooper is a really good coach. He knows how to shuffle his lines the right way and knows how to – like, Replace players on different lines, that's going to work. And they have that bond, too, with the Stanley Cup champions that they have. Uh, Brian Elliott, to y'all, was really surprised of of being Mr. Backup. Uh, He played a really solid game, and he made some really solid saves. Like, I think the Ducks could have had this game if it wasn't for him. And it's just, yeah, people kind of count him out sometimes. Like, he's, you know, he's kind of just a a watered-up backup goalie. He's been around the league. How many teams, like five or six teams he played for? I think the last team he played for before Tampa Bay was Philly. But, yeah, he came to play. He was really good. The Ducks actually didn't do that bad. They looked pretty good against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a lot of firepower and a lot of stars. Uh, they just, unfortunately, just couldn't get it done. And like you said, Mike, this game is they pretty much lost at 3-2 minus that empty net goal.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I thought I, I, I thought the Ducks were fortunate if they were able to get a point out of this. So they ended up getting none, unfortunately. I was hoping maybe they, they'd squeeze out one. Uh, this, despite, you know, some of the issues here and there throughout the game. But I, I felt it, it wasn't a terrible game by the Ducks. Obviously, every game we've been talking about, there's been room for improvement. They haven't been able to put together, like, a complete game. And I still don't think they put together a complete game. I mean, I know they beat Seattle and Toronto, but they're also behind, and those games had to come back. So they they haven't had a game yet where they've, you know, been firing on all cylinders, unfortunately. But uh, this game... They ended up losing it uh, to Tampa Bay. The streak kept going. Then they had Vegas, which um, they had an early game because it was Nevada Day, which uh, is a holiday in the state of Nevada. So that's why that game against Vegas was at three o'clock. We had a watch party at Noble Aleworks, which, by the way, I I don't know if we announced it on the last show or or whatnot, but that's going to be our watch party uh, location for the whole season. Um, so whether it's a home game or away game, if you show up and you have your, your ducks gear, they'll usually have some kind of a discount for you. So if, if you want to go and, and watch, uh, the ducks, like I said, home or away during the game, they'll give you some, some type of deal. They had like $5 pints. They had like 10, 20% off your bill, things like that. So something to check out. Very excited. Uh, of course, we're, we're 0-2 with watch parties so far this season, unfortunately. Um, this is where the Ducks went also with that, that 11-7 lineup we talked about, and then they obviously did it again in the Toronto game. But uh, this one, they actually outshot uh, the Golden Knights, and you know that was all right. But again, the special teams, we keep harping on it. They had trouble with special teams. They gave up a power play goal early in this one. Also, another shorthanded goal. Got down 2-0, could not recover. Ended up losing this one. Uh, you had uh, Gibson get pulled. Stolars came in in the third period. And uh, it was unfortunate. The, the Ducks lost this one. They got blanked for nothing. But uh, the, the worst part of this was Drysdale getting hurt. And then, and then of course, we just learned uh, as of today that he's going to be out for four to six months uh, with a torn uh, labrum or, or shoulder muscle. So insult to injury in here, Eddie. The Ducks had gotten to a seven-game losing streak now. Uh, against vegas and now they lost uh drysdale you know at the time we didn't know but now we know potentially for the rest of the season unfortunately
1: yeah that's that was a big blow it's it's heartbreaking right there that kid has a lot of potential he's a really good defenseman i i said before i think he was going to be like one of our top defensemen uh, uh, moving forward just the way he was progressing it's just it's unfortunate It's, it's it's i guess that's the way the game goes that loss was bad I was at work during this game. I wanted to join you at the watch party. I haven't been to the watch party yet, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going over there and checking it out. But even like listening to the game was just like horrific for me, and I had the game on too on my phone, but I wasn't watching. I was listening to the game because I couldn't get the app to work. But yeah, just eleven seven, or yeah, the whole eleven seven thing just wasn't working. Out. I guess it played dividends when Drysdale went down. He had six defensemen. But, man, this was a bad game. The Ducks just didn't come ready to play. They just seemed like they were out of gas. I don't know, going to Vegas the day before, if they were just out gambling, drinking, or whatnot. It's like, man, that was really bad to watch. Speaking of Vegas, too, I want to give a shout-out to Phil Kessel. I know he broke the Ironman record um, recently, too, when he played. I believe it was against uh, the Sharks or something like that. I don't know what team he played for I- yeah, but he he broke the Ironman record. He's uh, the new Ironman with nine hundred nine or ninety nine hundred ninety consecutive games played. He also scored his four hundred goal at that, that same time. He opened up a scoring for the Golden Knights. So just want to give a shout out as a you know just as a fellow hockey person, just, you know with Knights beat us and stuff like that. But hey, congratulations to Phil Kessel on getting that Ironman record. I still think uh, <coughs> Cogliano should have had that. But we all know what happened uh, against the Kings. So that bullshit call that George Peros, Mr. Princeton made.
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna bring up Congiano, and you just you just opened that wound up right away, man. Yes. I yes, was like, yes. I, I love felt the, cogs.
1: I love cogs. So
0: I know. I I felt the same way. I mean, I, I I had nothing against Kessel. I mean, great. I'm happy for him and everything. But I was sitting there thinking, man. Cagliano got robbed, you know? I'm like, come on. But, yeah. No, I even told
1: you, too, Kings fans were commenting on the Ducks and Pucks account saying that that should not have been a suspension. It's like, the Kings fans were saying that shit.
0: Well, because, and I'll, we'll we'll flash back here since it's Halloween, so you want to flash back to, you know, a a, a horror event, I guess, if you want to say, uh, was you had Kempe where Cagliano was defending him and basically Kempe's own stick hit him in the face. And that's what Cogdano got suspended for. So if you if you go back and you watch that play real carefully, you'll see that his own stick hits himself in the face. And, and that's what's even worse. It wasn't even Cogdano's stick that hit him. Like, it wasn't even legit. Cogdano shouldn't even been fine. Shouldn't have even gotten anything. Nothing. Like, nothing. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But anyways, if you go back and watch it, you'll see what we're talking about. But yeah, so the Ducks at this point... You know, they lost the seven games. Uh, like I said, shout out to Noble Aleworks. My buddy Josh works there. So if you want to get discounts on stuff when you're there, make sure to wear Ducks gear while you're there watching the game. Um, as, as now we're going to have a big partnership for them this season. We'll be doing a whole bunch of stuff throughout the season. Even if even if I'm not there, they'll be doing uh, things and stuff. I, you know, I'm not going to be there every single game. But definitely have been there for a couple. I'm going to try and make it out for a few more. So look forward to that. And uh, the Ducks then, of course, turned it around. We already talked about Toronto, uh, you know, getting that win. And now we'll go, we'll basically talk about, uh, it's kind of our segment where we talk about like the status of the team, or uh, I guess we could call it like the, um, the, the, the state of Anaheim section or however you want to word this part of the, the podcast. But real quick, we're part of the Old City Sports Network. And uh, if you're looking for a good grooming needs, check out Norse Beards. Um, to get a, uh, you know, your, your, your shave on and whatnot, it's Norsebeards.com and you can use the, uh, code OCS for a discount, uh, there as well. So check them out. And also thanks to Jesse and everything that he's doing at old city sports network. A lot of stuff been coming down the pipe, um, that we'll talk about in upcoming shows and whatnot, but let's get to this next segment of the show. We talked about the games. Let's talk about the ducks and where they're at now in terms of their stats uh, and and then the updates and, and what's going on with the ducks? A lot of news in the last uh, you know forty eight hours or so, whatnot about the team. But looking at the ducks, they they've started to do a little bit better. Um, they're they're up to twenty seven shots uh, on goal per game, and they're they're finally uh, you know dropped it a little bit on the against. It's thirty seven, still not great, still a, a ten goal shot differential. But hey, they outshot Vegas, they outshot Toronto, so. Uh, You know, they're they're starting to do, you know, some headway there. They're not scoring as much as they did earlier in the season. They're at 2.2 goals per game, and they're giving up 4.22 against. They were giving up over 5, so so that's gotten, you know, a a little bit better and worse, depending on how you look at that, but they're still kind of at that 2-goal differential. They've gotten a little bit better on their puck possession on the Corsi 4 and Fenwick 4. They're at 44.5 and 42.03. Um, still not not great numbers. Still below fifty. You want to be over fifty percent. You want to have that puck more and control of the play. But the big part, I think, we've we've already talked about this in the show, Eddie, has been the special teams play and how disappointing it's it's really been. The Ducks started out strong on the power play, but now they have not scored since game one. They're only at seven point seven percent efficiency, bottom of the league. P- penalty kill sixty three point six percent. And we talked about the scoring, you know, Terry and Zegris, the ones leading the way, but the rest of the team is not not contributing. So a lot of stuff going on here to unpack uh, with the Ducks. A lot of you are still concerned, obviously, about what's going on with the team. Um, What do you think, Eddie? We kind of talked about in these games, it seems like the Ducks have kind of made some strides here and there, but uh, obviously still a lot of work to be done.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the whole digression was on special teams for the Ducks. Like last season they did well and they were doing way better. And this season they're just like, I, I don't know. They're shooting the puck more. I, I noticed that yesterday we're shooting the puck a lot more. The few games that we were watching, they're shooting more. It's just, I don't know. Those shots aren't the quality shots. They're like, they're making some of these goaltenders look like they're superstars when they're not. I mean, Brian Elliott. Yeah. I'll give him that. He played a hell of a game, but they could have easily beat him. He's not that good of a goaltender. He's he's like, you know, maybe a, a backup goaltender at the best. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, if it wasn't for Columbus not scoring a single power play goal this season, the Ducks would be dead last. And they're, what, the 31st in the league right now on the special teams on the power play. Like, something has to change. And Aikens, I, I don't know what's going on with him and why he's not trying to do something different. We have guys that, on the goals that can come up and bring that like spark of energy um it's just it's frustrating to watch like i understand that we're going through a rebuild and i get that and 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 i will support this team i told you i number one i told you if they go 0 and 82 i'll I'll still support the team but i want to see improvement i want to see something going on and i always want it for this team to improve on on every aspect of the game and it seems like they're digressing from last season so I, i don't know like what it is and I told you too, Mike, I think the it's the whole lack of like true leadership on this team. You have to have someone that's gonna be a voice, someone that's gonna have that C and and represent the ducks and bring people up and hey, like you know what? Call a team meeting. Just a players only meeting, like, hey, get your head out of your your A holes and let's start play some solid hockey. Like, yeah, I know we're not as as I guess Good as some other teams, we don't have the star and firepower as other teams. But hey, you know what? Have some pride and play with some, you know, some confidence and stuff like that. And just this whole rotating A's, I think that's that's kind of the issue that's going on with the team. And I think the the Ducks really need that true leadership to establish. I told you last night too, Mike. I really miss Getzloff. and Getzloff... It seemed like the ducks got uh, their heart and soul ripped out of the team when Getzoff retired, and, and no, like bad to him, like he deserves it. He worked his ass off. He brought it. He helped us bring a Stanley Cup. And I'm glad he retired. He's spending time with his family and, and doing that. But man, we, we had a really huge gap to fill, and, and it's not being filled. And no one will ever replace Getzoff. But we had to have someone wearing that C to really truly lead this team and, and get them out of the funk they're in.
0: Uh, you, you said it, you know, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And yeah, we did talk about that in the last show as well. And I, I thought it was interesting. I was reading some of the articles today and uh, the Ducks had a team meeting on Saturday after the Vegas game and then obviously before the Toronto one that, you know, they pulled it out and won uh, a lot of, a lot of, you know, heart to heart discussions and, and honest, you know, talk about what's going on and who's doing what and or not doing what the, the players are, you know, kept it in the locker room. They didn't really reveal the specifics of what was being said. But I'm really curious, like you talked about, Eddie, too, is who, well, who's the leader in that locker room player wise? Who is the one that's stepping up and like, hey, you know, we can do this or yada, yada, yada. I mean, is it Terry and Zegris that are trying to go step up? Is it, uh, you know, we know Silverberg and Henrique Fowler, they've, the ones that have worn the A, they've kind of they've had that presence before, I'm really curious how they're going to shake all that out because to me, I, I still think that's part of this issue is you don't have someone with a, a C on there. And on top of that, if you're going with the three alternates as we talked about, but then you rotate them or change them up. I mean, I, I, I just not a big fan of that. I, I'm, I'm more of a fan of stability uh, amongst the leadership of this team. And I just, I, I mean, I don't know. There, I mean, obviously we all, of course we don't know. We're not in the locker room. You know, we'll never know. Right. We're not, we're not there. We're not with the team day to day, but you don't have that outward appearance of like, hey, these are the guys that are the ones running the show or they're the ones with the alternate uh, captaincy or, or whatever. I, I mean, I would want them to pick one and, and stick with it, which it seems like they may not wait till the end of the season, according to Verbeek, or, 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 or maybe not even until next season. I, you know, it, it doesn't seem like he's in a big rush. But if that's the case, then I would be like, OK, these are the guys that are going to be the alternates and, you know, figure it out and, and stick with them going forward. Um, I think that's been part of the concern, and yeah, the special teams has been very disappointing. The Ducks started out better last season on special teams, then it kind of t- it tailed off as the season went on. But they were still better overall than they were the year before. So now it it seems like the special teams is, is regressed. The power play, they're just they're just not scoring. The penalty kill, it's like hit or miss. Some nights they're they're able to shut down the other team, and then you know, most nights they're still giving up one or two goals. So uh, that, that's a huge part of it. And, uh, we'll talk about the updates too. You know, a, a lot of stuff that we mentioned, the Ducks defense took a huge blow. Drysdale is now out four to six months, could be the season after that bad hit that he, you know, he took in, in Vegas it wasn't, it wasn't a dirty hit, but just the way he landed into the boards and everything hurt his shoulder. And the Ducks got to figure out what to do on defense now, because their top four is Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, and Shattenkirk. And then you're rotating in those other guys like Benoit and White and etc. I mean, I mean that's what you're going to do for, for the defense. I I mean it's that's a tough uh, road um, for the Ducks. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It, it just I don't know if it's going to get much better. I mean, I'm glad they beat Toronto and they and they had a big powwow and everything like that. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Um, they did sign uh, Jared uh, Hilderman to a PTO on the goals, so I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to bring somebody up. From down there, like like Hellison or Healy or Axel Anderson. I don't know. Are they going to try and bring up one of those guys? Or, or like kind of what's the plan, Eddie? Uh, because the special teams and the defense, it, it's going to need some help moving forward.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what the plan is. Uh, I don't know what the Ducks are doing. Uh, I think, uh, you know, what's cool about Vervik, he has no emotional attachments to players. He's our brand-new GM. This is his first year being, like, the full, full GM, not just coming in mid, mid-season. So, I mean, when things go wrong I, I kinda trust him that he's gonna do something to shake up the roster and get things going. Um I, I like I said, I, I hate to say that sometimes I hate to like wish someone would get fired, but like it seems like Akins he, he, he's a great guy. He develops players really well, but I mean obviously he didn't work in Edmonton with him he had a, a, a stellar roster over there and it's not working over here anymore and the way he keeps changing things up too quick it's just It's not working. Something has to change. The mentality from the Ducks' atmosphere has to change, and I think it's maybe time for him to go, like, like get someone else that can come in. I know Barry Trotz is available. Uh, He's the most uh, defensive-minded coach. He helped the Capitals win a a Stanley Cup, but, I mean, our defense is bad right now. He could probably help our players develop more. I mean, he wants to come back in coaching, but he's interested in coaching for an original six team, so I'm not sure – if he'll be an option, he would, would want to come to Anaheim and help us out. But it just something has to change in the atmosphere. We have to get better. Um, I was talking to our group, our Ducks and Fox group chat. Uh, one of the players from San Diego, Nicholas Bulliard, he has eight points in six games at defenseman. Um, he had had one hundred and thirty-one penalty events last season. So uh, he's I don't know, like with him, like why not sign this guy? And then Thomas or our, our awesome freaking rider. agreed like why not just sign him and try to try to see if he can help us out on defense and and, and be that spark they tried him out as a left wing too and he you know it worked to pay dividends like something has to change the what ducks are doing isn't working the ducks barely squeaked past toronto when toronto was really struggling and they toronto didn't play their a game and yeah matthews scored but he wasn't playing his full potential game Like something was off with him Something has to change, and I think Vervik is gonna hopefully make a decision soon and shake up something in this roster or the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll, we'll do that right now. We'll we'll talk. Let's talk about the coaching for a little bit, Uh, and then we'll actually talk after that about potential trades, uh, maybe. But yeah, in terms of coaching staff, we had some of you had uh, carlife two zero zero three on Instagram asked, you know, what will happen to Akins in the near future. Uh, we had, yo, Hey, it's Chris also on Instagram asking, you know, how soon until a new, uh, assistant coaches are, are in, uh, to fix the defense. Uh, so, so some of those questions you guys, you know, are, are wanting to know about the coaching situation or whatnot. Um, honestly, I, I don't think that they're going to do anything with Dallas Akins. I really don't. I mean, his contracts up at the end of the season. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I agree with this, but I don't think they're going to move him. Uh, unless like something drastic happens, I mean, yes, the Ducks lost seven in a row. Uh, if they go on another like huge losing streak, like eight, nine, ten games or something, uh, maybe. Um, I'm with Eddie though. I, I don't think in the long term that Dallas is the answer for this team. I, I just don't. I don't see it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it seems like Verbeek's kind of high on him and wants to ride it out. So. I don't really think there's going to be any changes in the coaching staff, you know. I, I, I don't see it, at least right now. And it's not to say that, hey, the Ducks all of a sudden start tanking big time and then they're like, oh, crap, we have to we have to do something. But I'm with you, Eddie. I mean, I, there's some guys out there that you could go get and throw on this team and, and do that. But I, I I don't know. I just don't see Verbeek doing it unless uh, something crazy happens, unfortunately.
1: yeah. I mean, we, did the, we, we had to write it out. Uh, next year's draft's supposed to be really deep, a, a lot of good players. Bedard's supposed to be a generational player, kind of a Crosby, McDavid kind of player that can change something. Ducks have never had a first overall. I'm sure the league's probably going to screw over the Ducks and give it to a team that they wanted to give it to. And I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory, but I think it's kind of weird that it, like the whole NHL will. Kind of do it behind closed doors, but then like show. I don't know. It's weird how the draft goes. I wish they would just do it in front of everyone, have a live feed so all the fans can see. So there's no conspiracy theories. But man, it's just it's gonna be rough. And the way the ducks have been playing, it's gonna be rough. Uh, I'm glad that Toronto game that we went to, we got a win. It was something to celebrate. And like I said, like you said too, Mike, a shout out to all the fans. Like the Ducks were doing really terrible and, and atrocious, I want to say. But the fans were there. They were loud. They were proud. They were just, everyone was just – it was a good vibe last night. It was cool. So I hope uh, next game we go to, it's going to be the same situation. But I'm not going to hold my breath on the Ducks uh, turning around and being this this top player team. I said before, I think the Ducks are, are in line to get a – at least a top five uh, overall draft pick, so we gotta just hold our breath and see. My question is: Is Verbeek gonna trade Gibson? Because Gibson's the biggest trade piece we have, and we can get so much value for him. I have nothing against Gibson. I think he's a fantastic goaltender. And I think he's one of the best in the league. But if you really want to accelerate this this whole rebuilding process, do you trade him? Like that—that's the whole question that Verbeek has to has to ponder on his mind.
0: Yeah, that that leads us into our next segment, talking about the the trades and whatnot. And and real quick, just another one of our sponsors. uh, If you're looking for a good uh, multivitamin, check out uh, ZStackLife.com. They have uh, regular vitamins and uh, gummy vitamins as well. And if you use the uh, code Mike, you get a discount as well. So ZStack for life. So check it out. But all right, to the trade thing that you were talking about, Eddie. Yeah, I mean... A lot of people asking questions about that, too. We had Chris J. Campos. He says, uh, you know, this is likely a down year. Should the Ducks trade some players? Who? Um, Adam T-Town. Uh, w- you know, what would a future trade uh, be for the Ducks if they want to get their feet wet before the deadline? Um, obviously, you mentioned Gibson. That's a name that comes up. And I'm curious about that, too, because, you know, what? what's the plan down the road for this team? If the plan is to ride with Gibson all the way, then, okay, that's the plan. But... Uh, if, if that's not the plan, then is it Stolars that's gonna be the guy? Is it docile that's gonna be the guy? Uh, if they're not the guy and they want to trade Gibson for another goalie like like I, I mean they gotta figure something out with that. What are they going to do? because those rumors with Gibson it, it kind of you know went crazy the last um, two seasons really last season but um, that's one that you could look at uh another one we talked about before was, was Fowler was a name that's been mentioned back and forth through a bunch uh, you know uh, times and, and people wonder about that um and another one I threw in there lately you know one that's been disappointing of the new people that have come along has been Klingberg he's not not I, I was excited to get him and now I'm just not um uh, after watching him a lot I've been watching him in particular a lot more during the game like focusing on him more and um, he, he's just too soft on the puck. Uh, he's been turning it over. Um, I mean, I didn't expect him to play stellar defense, but he's not even helping out in the power play. I mean, the, the whole thing was to get him on there with Zegris and you know make that power play into you know, a, a, a goal-producing machine, and he hasn't. So, uh, you know, I, I would think Klingberg would be gone at the trade deadline. Get some picks or get another defenseman or, or heck, try it now if you want to. I don't know. I, I, I think... That they've got to move on from him for sure. Gibson, it just really depends. Like, what's what's the plan with this team? Are we going to ride him out for a while, or, or are we going to look towards the the younger guys coming up, or you know, or what, what are we going to do with that? So, I, I think personally, the Ducks should try to make some kind of trade soon because with Drysdale out now, we also know Vaka Ninan's probably going to be out for a while. There's like been literally no news on him. Uh, I don't know if he got a concussion or if it was his back or his neck or all of the above, but when you slam into the boards like that, it's, it's usually something in that area. So, you know, they're both gone. Uh, it seems like for a while. You know, I mentioned the Ducks' top four is Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, and Shattenkirk. And even Shattenkirk's not been playing uh, so hot either, unfortunately. He's been he's been making some mistakes too. So, the Ducks' defense right now is, is suffering. So... Uh, that's what I'm looking at. That uh, what What do you think? You think the Ducks should try to make any kind of trades, uh, or at least start looking? Or, or what What do you think? Just try to ride it out and you know tank for uh, Bernard.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I, I want to make a trade. Like, I want them to make a trade so we can talk about more things. But it's like, is that really gonna help the Ducks right now? It's just the Ducks are just in that 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 gray area. They're just struggling, and they have to they have to get new coaching, like staff. They have to get something. And let these players develop and be better. We have a lot of players in the pipeline. I think a ducks, I was reading an article, Ducks are ranked number two or three as like the top prospects in the league. Now, uh, Zgris can fill his role of being that superstar he's projected to be. But it's just it's it's crazy right now. It's just it sucks, but we have to just kinda like roll with it and ride with it. Um like I said, I don't think Aikens is gonna be a good coach to to coach this team to a Stanley Cup champion. I think he's a good great at developing players and he'll be a a great ahl coach probably one of the best AH, ahl coaches you can have but it's not clicking it's not working something's wrong with the ducks there's something off and something has to change and verbeek has to to figure it out make some trades do something significant but man you know what mike I think we talked about yesterday when you win that billion dollars on Powerball, you can buy the team and you can figure out uh, how to change this team to get back to their winning ways.
0: I know we joked about that before <laughs> when it was the bazillion dollar one last time. You, you, know know. What, hey. no, you
1: know what guys, fans, I was upset with Mike yesterday because like I thought Mike, if he bought the team, he would like sign me to actually play for the ducks. He's like, Nope. I would assign you for social media. I'm like, damn it, dude. Well, what about playing? He goes, Nope. Social media,
0: Damn. <laughs> yeah. I put you in social media, but hey, but hey, I'd throw you out there on the ice. You know, yes. you could go out there. You could go out there.
1: One shift. That's One it.
0: shift. You know, you could be the Rudy of hockey. <laughs> I'll
1: take that. I'll take that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no. In all seriousness, uh, you know, I did. I did put down a couple players that I, I was looking at because you know Adam Ttown asked about like you know certain targets you know the Ducks could look at, and I mean for me, I you know I want them to keep you know, progressing. And it, and of course, it's not just about winning, but also at the same time, we, now we've got some voids to fill here on the defense. Like I said, Vaca 9 and Drysdale out, you know, are we going to rely on Gibson every night, which that's a whole other issue. I, I don't know why Stolarz isn't starting more of these games. That, that, that kind of irritates me. But I took a look at some defensemen around the league, not necessarily stay-at-home defensemen, but guys that shut down the other team. Because I, I don't feel like any of our current guys on the you know on the blue line shut anybody down I I think we've got some some good guys and some good two-way defensemen but you know we don't have any more Josh Manson's out there Um, no Hampus Lindholms that type we don't have that and I'm not saying we shouldn't have traded him but I'm just saying we don't we don't have those kind of guys so a couple names that I I looked at throughout there was kind of looking at prices and whatnot the Ducks do have a lot of cap space but these are just some names I've thrown out there not saying that it's going to happen or anything but if the Ducks want to prove you know the defense They just played Toronto. Uh, You know, obviously they have some issues on the blue line with injuries. But if they're willing to trade people, you know, maybe you look at a TJ Brody on on their team. You have a Nick Jensen in Washington, uh, Ryan Lingard in New York, uh, Christopher Tanef in Calgary, and K Andre Miller, young uh, upcomer in New York, a real cheap contract, one point two seven five and RFA until twenty twenty three. But all these other contracts are you know the two and a half to three four million range in there, whatnot. Uh, Brody's on the higher end at five but those are just some that Not that the ducks would make the trade for any of them, but they're they're realistic options I guess you would say if the other teams are willing to trade But I I think the ducks what they they need is they need someone that can shut down uh, The opposition and they just don't really have that So these are some of the guys that I threw out there that I just kind of looked at real quick uh, th- that aren't like are going to cost an arm and a leg, and, and not that they're available or anything like that. But I'm just saying that th- that's what I think the Ducks need to do. They need to try to go and get somebody. And I don't know if they if the, if they had to make Fowler as as part of the trade or Klingberg or something like that. Because I, I feel for Gibson right now. If we're going to roll with this defense, we're going to lean on Gibson a lot. So I, I first off think that Stolar should get more starts. That's your first fix, and then two if you know that Vakan Island's also going to be out for a while, um, I, I would try and do something because otherwise you're going to have to look at bringing somebody up from the goals. And that's where we're at. And I, I mean, not nothing against those guys, but none of those guys are shut down defensemen either down there, Eddie.
1: Yeah. Um, Kaji Miller, I'm, I'm glad he brought him up. He's a really good defenseman. He skates really well. Um, he's up and coming. He had his big break when Tony D'Angelo got cut from the team last season and he really ran with it. He's, he would be something the Ducks would really need. He's young, like you said too, Mike earlier. Uh, and he would be instantly our top four, if not our top defenseman, top two defenseman. He has that potential. But then the, looking at New York's roster, I don't see what we can offer them for a trade. Like I think they want him. Yeah, he makes only one point two seven million this season, but he's he's up for a raise. I can see him getting what four to five million. For the next uh, term of his contract, his his ceiling is high, and what these rookies are getting now for like what they're producing is just kind of crazy. Like teams are offering rookies just the highest contracts and the highest amount of money for their potential, not for what they've done. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I guess times are changing in the NHL, and that's how it's supposed to be. But yeah, ducks have to find something uh, that can help their defensive core. Their defensive core is not that well. I know Cam Fowler takes a lot of shit, but uh, I'm still a fan. I like his play. He works his ass off. Uh, maybe a change of scenery might be might be helpful and it might might help and benefit the Ducks and him himself. I think he's one of the potentials to be the 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 next captain of the Ducks too. So I'm kind of a hit or miss on that, but. I mean, obviously, Verbeek has to do something in the uh, upcoming weeks, uh, especially with Jamie Drysdale going down. Like, we have to do something, and we have to we have to make a trade and and shake something up. You can't just go with this defensive core. You can't have Gibson facing 40-plus shots tonight. It's just going to get old. He's going to get hurt. Or he's just going to get tired of it. Like, you know what? I have no defense helping me. Like, I want to trade. Like, get me out of here. Yes, I think uh, G- trading Gibson would kind of like pushed the Ducks up significantly on the rebuild, but do you want to really lose a uh, a goalie like Gibson on the term and contract he has and his potential and his ceiling, especially if you want to compete for a Stanley Cup in the next few years? That, that's kind of like a hit or miss, but something has to change, and I hope Verbeek does something soon.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the last couple things that uh, the team has done recently – uh, is um, they sent Regenda down to San Diego, which I wasn't a fan of, and they brought up Glenn uh, Godden, uh, who's actually got six.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I'm the to bullshit. Sorry.
0: <laughs> they brought up uh, Godin, who's got uh, three goals, three assists, and seven games in San Diego. So they switched those two guys around. Um, I thought maybe they try to send Leeson down, but Leeson has to clear waivers. So I don't know, maybe they're afraid of him getting picked up, which I, I doubt he would, but... Those are kind of the recent moves that they did. I, I mentioned they got uh, Jer- uh, Jared Hilderman from that PTO on the goals. So maybe they're going to bring up a defenseman from San Diego. And they also, Carrick's getting close to coming back. He's uh, skating with the team. Uh, he's uh, on loan uh, for conditioning down in San Diego, probably for a week or two, and then hopefully he'll be back. So that'll be some good news, at least on the on the forward front and whatnot. But that's all the stuff that's gone on recently. So, yeah, I mean, it would just hopefully the Ducks, you know, try and do something. Because, I mean, now with to out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could bring up someone from the goals and just try and ride it out. But I'm kind of worried about that. I'd rather see the Ducks try and get a move and, and pick up another defenseman. So we'll keep our eye on that, uh, you know, in the next week or so, uh, you know, before we do our next show. But um, as we wind it down, uh, we got a little bit more Jersey talk here that we'll talk about. Um, another, another sponsor, don't forget, is uh, Bucked Up. Um, for your pre-workout uh, powder and energy, uh, if you go to BuckedUp.com and use the code DUCKSANDPUCKS93, you can get a discount. So check that out uh, if you're looking for some workout-type stuff. All right, as we get towards the end here, uh, more jersey stuff. Uh, everyone loves to talk about jersey stuff, and we kind of have a little bit of I I like, breaking so, news. It's so
1: popular, too. Uh, I got uh, Tom on – our fan on Tom – shout out to Tom. He, uh, he uh, tweeted me saying I should post my whole – My whole jersey collection so i'm gonna do that so uh be on the lookout for that i'll post it on ducks and pucks and also too i want to say if you guys uh know any sponsors or if if you have a business or or something you want to you want to just like talk to it and collaborate just just let us know send us a dm and we can work something out i live in the laverne area i know laverne brewing company there's uh one of the owners that listens to our podcast too so if if you want to um I guess try to have a watch party with people over here in my area in Laverne. Like, let me know, and we can work something out and talk to Mike and we can make it happen. Like, I can connect more fans and we can just watch a game and have fun and have some good vibes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, if anybody, if you, if, if you know anybody else that wants to, you know, we got some uh, good sponsors from Old City Sports Network and some on our own as well. So we're trying to, to build it up and keep it going. So um, we appreciate the ones that we have already. Um, obviously, just always trying to, to do more and bigger things. But uh, with the jerseys again... Uh, we. You're right. You know, I forgot too. You did post your thing about which jersey you were gonna wear on Twitter on the on, before going to the Toronto game, and that got a lot of people talking. Oh
1: yeah, you yeah, when you, yeah, you retweeted on Ducks and Pucks, and people were like talking like, oh, wear this, wear that one. I went with all black yesterday because I guess it's Day of the Dead, and I don't really understand what it is, but I just figured we're all black. It's, it's gonna be cool, but it worked out. I, I love my like my military jersey, so it's cool.
0: Yeah, and I wore my black all-star one from uh, when they we, played in San Jose,
1: and we matched. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, we actually did. I was trying to make it close, so we we're pretty close. So we had the we had the white uh, ducks logo, and then the uh, black jerseys. Kind of, you know, kind of good for Halloween uh, type weekend. But a, a couple things with the jerseys came up. Uh, one of them, it just kind of got posted by Adidas. And, you know, the Ducks are, are right around the corner here from uh, going to their 30th year. But it, it looks like they're going to bring back the Mighty Ducks jersey from the movie uh, for the team. I don't know if that's just going to be a special third jersey or, or, or like the 25th anniversary. Maybe they'll just kind of wear it for a couple games. But uh, they're, they're bringing it back, Eddie. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious from the short video that, that's on Twitter that they're posting. But But what are your thoughts on that?
1: uh i don't know it's kind of beating a dead horse like like come on i know adidas is gone after this season we're gonna have a new jersey sponsor uh coming up the nhl decided not to renew their contract with adidas um yeah it's kind of like i said kind of beating a dead horse like okay we, we get it the jerseys are awesome but i mean what you're gonna charge fans for those jerseys too it's just i guess it's a money ploy i believe you know, I'm, I'm talking crap, Mike. Like, I've been talking crap about $18 beers, but I'm probably going to buy one anyways. Like, damn. I'm a Jersey person, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know how I am, too. I'm the same yeah, way. I'm, I'm yeah, horrible. Yeah, I'm over
1: here talking crap, and I'm going to end up giving them my money.
0: <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way. I'm curious, though, because in, in there, they show the, the green jersey. Then they also, you know, show. Um, Bombay. Bombay, too. So, yeah, I'm curious if they're going to have both or. Is it just, just a marketed thing? They're just going to sell it? Or will it be like the 25th anniversary the jersey? So we know it's coming back. We just don't know exactly what kind of form that that's coming in. So so that's something to look forward to next year. Now with this season, they uh, came out with the basically the Mighty Ducks jersey from the beginning. But they did it in the newer colors, which overwhelmingly most of you love and support. But we had uh, the Mighty Jerseys asked this. And I don't know if people were aware of this, but they're saying that and the uh, press release that the Ducks put out, that they're going to have orange pants when they skate with the reverse retro jersey. Um, I I don't know. I'd have to see it, like, you know, because he because the Mighty Jerseys, he asks us, you know, what, what's our thoughts? I mean, I, I don't think it's bad, but I, I got to see it. I, I'm kind of curious because if you go with black pants, I guess, but then the orange and White, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't look good. So maybe that's why they're going with the orange pants. I don't know. What What do you think, Eddie? I mean, I'm going to have to see it to really make a final decision.
1: I don't like it. I don't like the orange pants. Like, you know, wear black pants. Like, I'm a Colorado Avalanche fan, too. My second favorite team. They have those, like, light baby blue pants, too. I don't like them at all. Like, you know, we're black. Like, the jersey will look better. It will pop more if you wore the black pants. You're going to wear orange. This is too much orange. Like, we're, like, we're not Philadelphia. Like, come on. Like just do something better. Like you have a. a I. I want to say that ducks have one of the best reverse retro jerseys, or they do have the best jerseys right now when when they come out. But you're gonna put orange pants. Like what? do you, What next? Orange gloves. Orange helmets. Orange play. Like damn. Come on. <laughs>
0: That that was my thought. You actually took what I was gonna say next was I was gonna say what about orange helmets because you know like the Kings have that silver helmet. Oh
1: god, that's terrible! Vegas
0: has the gold one. You know what I mean? Like uh, if they if they had orange helmets too, oh my! That that I would probably say no to orange helmets. I I wouldn't be a fan. The orange pants, I I don't know. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel how you, how you are, but. I don't know, I gotta visualize it. Like like and I'm not saying those mock up ones. I need to see them on the ice wearing it and see what it looks like. That's what I gotta see. So I don't know. I mean for me it's still up in the air. But if they did orange helmets, oh good Lord help us. Oh, um no. yeah.
1: I probably wouldn't watch the game. I'd probably be a, a wild fan. You guys know how much I hate the wild.
0: No, oh, yeah. Um, that's true. We know that. Uh, I want, I guess one last question I, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but our, our buddy Tom in England, uh, T-O-M-O underscore WB on Instagram. He asks, you know, since we're the new charm for the Ducks, since, you know, obviously they won when we were there, but he asked if we were going to any road games this year. So are you planning to go to any Ducks, uh, road games this year, uh, Eddie?
1: Um, yeah, I am actually going to go to the one in Buffalo in January, Um, that's my, like, my birthday is January 2nd, so I'm going to have that, like, it's my birthday present to myself. Uh, I'm going to go to that game, and I plan to go to at least two other arenas out of state. I think in St. Louis and Dallas, I have friends over there from the military, so I can connect with them and go see that. But you know what, Mike? This is a good question. I think you and I should go to a road game. We can do a road game. We can do a live show, and that'd be fun.
0: Yeah. I I that. Yeah, you know what's funny is I was thinking we could go to Vegas. That wouldn't be too far. Uh, I don't count L.A., so we're not going to count the Kings. No, I don't that, count that Vegas count. either, dude. Vegas yeah, it, it is a good
1: Backyard. We have to do something different. Well, goes- we
0: could we could go to Arizona. We should just go to ASU. You know, their arena is pretty good. <laughs> I don't oh know if you, I don't know if everybody heard the news about that, but of course there's all kinds of drama with Arizona and the ASU thing and trying to fill the, the stands and the cost of the tickets and that's why I brought it up. I guess it's a just a complete lack for a better word shit show. Uh, Or I guess horror show since we're on Halloween doing our show, but they're having some serious issues over there So I don't know we could maybe go over there and check it out. But no seriously. Yeah, we we should try to go I am actually gonna go to a winter classic game a legit winter classic game My other half and I wanted to go to one we are gonna go to Boston on New Year's already got our our, our Flight and and tickets and all that stuff squared away uh, to see my other team the Penguins, right? Uh, my second favorite team against Boston uh, I'll probably have to go undercover brother because I don't, I don't want to get my ass kicked in Boston wearing penguin stuff but um, we still plan to go I'm, I'm looking forward to that I have never been uh, to Boston so excited to do that because uh, you know I like going to hockey games e- I mean obviously especially if it's the Ducks but I like going to games even if if, if it's not the Ducks I'm a, a big hockey nut so uh, I'm looking forward to that but yeah we should try to figure out something and try to go to a game yeah San Jose uh, it- yeah
1: arizona something like we should just do that we, we bring our stuff do a live show just that'd be fun i've never been to a, uh, a game with you outside of uh, anaheim so yeah be it would
0: cool. be. yeah it would be it'd be a blast something we could definitely look into
1: and i'll i post a lot of pictures uh from buffalo i've never been to buffalo new york i know their bars don't close to 4 a.m so <laughs> that's gonna be awesome niagara falls like it's just it's going to be a good experience. And I have my buddy, which is funny. He texted me today, said he's down to go with me. Mean, I'm like, oh, cool. His birthday is January 20th. So, like, and mine's the second. So, it's going to be both of our birthday presents to, to go to Buffalo in January watch the Ducks in Buffalo play. Ducks better win. If not, I'm going to throw myself out the freaking Niagara Falls. But <laughs> <it's> <laughs> hey, hey, just, hey,
0: just don't try to knock yourself out, okay? you know, you got to watch out. I not that watch tall. Yeah, watch out for those low bridges <laughs> in the ceiling. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- that'll be fun. Uh, going to that game, uh, you know, to check them out and, and see what happens. You know, the other fun part about going to the East coast, uh, for the, those of you that haven't is the time change because you can party that much longer, you know, when it's like, 11 o'clock 12 o'clock over there and you're like oh it's kind of getting late you're like nah man it's only like eight nine o'clock our time here (laughs) like that's that's just me i've been to the east coast several times and uh i always crack up because for some reason i end up staying up till like two or three in the morning over there because you know it's only 11 12 o'clock over here so so that's that's the 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 fun part uh, about being over there too is um I don't know. You just you just could stay up late easier. So that's something I, I look forward to too as well. And, and and you know my other half and I will do that too because there's a lot of places I guess around uh, around Fenway Park uh, to go party whatever. So we're, we're lo- really looking forward to checking out. We'll be there for like three or four days. Um, so but yeah, we'll we'll see what else what other games come up. Um, you know, try and do some road game more road games this year as well. Uh, I guess only the last other thing just kind of to wind up the show. I don't know. if... Uh, you listened to Kessler do his interview um, late uh, lately, but he talked about Torts and and I listened to it. And Eddie, you listened to it too, and I bring it up obviously because you know Kessler retired duck yada yada yada. But but as we finish the show on this, like, what did you think about his interview? I, I it, he cracked me up. you know, saying that he was going to fight Torts and all this. Kess is like he just he has zero filter. And I love that. I, I respect.
1: That. I was in the military, like. If you guys are fans, if you guys are listening, if you guys are in the military, you understand what I'm talking about. Like, us service members, we have zero filter. Like, we don't mean to be disrespectful. We just say what is on our mind. And Kess did exactly that. Oh, it was just a good interview. He almost fought John Tortorella. But everything that people say and Kessler said it and all the other players say, like, he's a hard, tough coach. They hate him. But they elevate their games to be better, so I think he's uh I think he's one of the best coaches in the NHL and best coaches in general, like generational wise. And Kessler's interview was just, yeah, he's great. And It was really cool too. Uh, on, a, on a lighter note, his hip surgery is going well. He can actually have that uh, quality of life. He's been playing with his kids and been able to do that. He's coaching. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Mike, I told you I'm gonna to try to hit him up and see if we can get him on the show. We can just pick his brain and talk to him, and he seems like he's in a better place than he was last year. Cause last year I had an interview with him, he was more just kind of like down and like he's like whatever, and now he just seems full full of life and everything. So I really hope he responds back to us and we can get him on the show and we can show fans his true colors.
0: Yeah, exactly. That would be a blast uh, if we're able to do it. We can reach out to him. There's – there's. Uh, well, I won't go into it, but um, you know, there won't be any uh, obstacles. Let's just put it that way. There won't be any obstacles uh, to talking to him, just like there are with other retired players. So, um, yeah, we could try and figure that out and, and, and work that out. That would be fun uh, to have him on there. I'm not going to ruin the Spitting Chicklets interview. Go listen to it, though. It's awesome. He talks about it on there. They, they put some clips up on social media and stuff and whatnot. Um, whether you like those guys or not I know some, some people have mixed feelings But you know the interview with Kessler is pretty good So I just wanted to mention that in there And check it out And I think you're right He is in a better place So uh, I'm happy for him Well you can him. tell
1: the fans too About uh, what I'm trying to do <laughs> For some reason Tara Reid follows me on Twitter So hopefully I can uh, bring her to a game And
0: I know We were talking about <laughs> that You
1: Ducks fan <laughs>
0: I know I mean like hey man You're going to be a celebrity You know <laughs> try, and, try and hook it up So, um, yeah, fun times. Uh, Great, great, you know, Ducks didn't play well, but, uh, you know, they they won that last game. They've shown a little bit of improvement, as we've talked about. Obviously still some work to be done. I'm really curious to see uh, what decisions uh, Verbeek makes in the coming days or coming weeks. So, uh, regardless, win or lose, uh, I swear this, this team is one of the most interesting teams to follow in the NHL. And, and, and I love doing it. I love doing it too with Eddie. Uh, we had a great time. We're, we're planning to go to some more games too in November coming up. Uh, we got the veterans game coming up. We got law enforcement appreciation game coming up in November. A lot of, a lot of good times. And, and the Ducks are playing some more home games finally. You know, they started out with a lot of road games and a tough schedule. So hopefully that'll maybe turn some things around. And um, just as I wrap it up, just remember we're, um, we have our Patreon.com slash Ducks and Pucks. You can get some cool gear on there if you sign up. Uh, you can also check out our store at tpnhockey.com. And uh, in addition to that, don't forget we're at Noble Ale Works. Uh, that's where we're going to be having our watch parties and, and doing a lot of stuff there. So exciting times. A lot of good things um, going. And also, we do have a YouTube channel too uh youtube.com slash ducks the pucks podcast check it out we're almost up to a thousand followers so if you can subscribe on there and get us to that we're like four or five away so we're we're loving the support from all you guys um you know from eddie and i we appreciate a lot um eddie anything you want to say as we close out the show no
1: just thank you you guys you guys are awesome like all your comments and stuff like that it's just it, it really like rejuvenates me it gets me like fired up like let's do this like yeah ducks are, aren't going to be that well but hey we're all part of like a, a, a tight-knit community family so let's just uh let's just have fun live a good life and watch some great hockey so and i'm i'm really grateful mike for you and i'm really humbled to be part of this show and, and be uh, your co-host I, I couldn't ask for anything better so let's nice no,
0: Yeah, and I I appreciate it too, man. It's been a a lot of fun. Every time we go to a game, it seems seems like good things happen and and, uh, crazy things happen too. So watch out for the low bridges on the stairs at Honda Center. And uh, we'll be back probably in a week. And let's go Ducks.